مستعد ايوه ترفع الصوت شوية إن شاء الله نعم ترفع الصوت شوية إن شاء الله إن شاء الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سينطق عنك علمك في ملائي قال أبو إسحاق نعم قال أبو إسحاق رحمه الله عليه سينطق عنك علمك في ملائي ويكتب عن عنك يوما إن كتمنا إن كتمت في هذا النص إن كتمت بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على من بعثه الله للعالمين بشيرا ونذيرا نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد We praise and thank Allah سبحانه وتعالى we invoked peace and blessings on our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on his family, his companions and all those that follow the right path until the day of resurrection. We are still explaining the qasida of Abi Ishaq al-Indiri on the importance of qalabul ilm or the importance of seeking knowledge especially Islamic knowledge. I did mention in the khutbah on Friday that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created uh, things differently. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the jamid, which are things such as the stones, the rocks, things which occupy space but they don't grow. They are the way Allah created them. Stones remain stones. If you plant stones in your garden, they, they're not going to grow. Then I mentioned that different from the jamid, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the nabat. The nabat means the plants, the trees. For the trees, they occupy space, but they grow. When you plant a small tree, it begins to grow. And eventually, it becomes a big tree. But trees do not move. They are stationary. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates animals. Animals grow and animals move from one place to another. A small animal is eventually going to grow into a bigger animal and it has the ability to move from one place to another. But the difference between these animals and mankind is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created mankind with the ability to think and to differentiate. Animals move and mankind moves. 
animals grow and mankind grows. Animals eat and mankind eats. Animals have intercourse and mankind has intercourse. They bear children, we also bear children. But the difference is that we are better than them because Allah has given us al-aql, the mind, the ability to think and the ability to differentiate between right and wrong. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the malaika. The malaika are like human beings, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give them our bodies and they do not have the desires that we have. So there is no trial for the malaika. Mankind is a trial because he has desires that he has to fulfill. The difference between all the different human beings is that some people are able to think better than others. The more, or rather, the wiser you are, the more different you are from the animals. The less wise you are, the closer you are to the, to the animals. So the biggest thing coming to the Navm, uh, the greatest thing that distinguishes us from the animals is ilm. When you attain knowledge, you become different from the animals. When you have knowledge of the Quran, you have knowledge of the Sunnah, you have knowledge of right, you have knowledge of wrong, it means you have become different from the animals. And I did mention that for those who did not seek the path of knowledge, to try and learn, to obey Allah, to understand deen, to understand religion, to understand the purpose of their existence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has likened them to different animals that he has created because they are not different. And I keep emphasizing these words are not mine. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likened them to animals in the Quran. The similitude of those who were given the Torah and then they did not work by the Torah. They are like a donkey. Akramakumullah, may Allah elevate your status. They are like a donkey. That's carrying books. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likened them to cattle. He says, Those are like cows. But they are even more lost than the cows. How are they like cows? Because there is no difference. Cows eat, they eat. Cows drink, they drink. Cows have sexual desires, they also have desires. Cows bear children, they also bear children. Cows go out to look for food, they also go out to look for food. Then at the end of the day, cows die and human beings die. So where is the difference? The difference is in the spiritual knowledge. The ilm which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala endows people with. So this qasida emphasizes the importance of this ilm. So he says, in our next page, Rahimahullah. Wama yugunika 
تشييد سينطق عنك علمك في ملائه سينطق عنك علمك your knowledge is going to speak for you in front of people you know when we sit in in a majlis and people do not know us for as long as we remain with our mouths closed no one is able to tell who's who if they just look at us our appearance and the way we are dressed and so on they won't be able to tell who's who the only time they're able to tell who's who is when you open your mouth when you open your mouth we know who you are your knowledge tells us what kind of human being you are and what kind of respect we should have for you you could be properly dressed looking very nice very handsome very beautiful but we want you to open your mouth the moment you open your mouth two three minutes we know exactly who you are and for you even if you don't have fancy clothes even if you don't have a fancy car your knowledge is going to speak for you the moment you open your mouth people begin to give you respect so sayamtiqu anka ilmuka fi malain wa yuktabu anka ba'daka idha katabta and people will write about you if you do write that's the end of the bait isn't it uh, what, what, how does the bait end it ends wa yuktabu anka وما يغنيك ويكتب عنك إذا كتبت if a person writes about علم for example he writes about fiqh which is Islamic jurisprudence or he writes about tawheed or aqidah monotheism when he writes he writes about the shuyukh قال البخاري وقال مسلم وقال الشيخ فلاني وقال الشيخ فلاني when he writes these books and he dies many years later there will come students who will also write books about deen and they will write about him because he wrote all right al-bukhari wrote so many books starting with sahih al-bukhari and many other books which he wrote. Do you imagine a Muslim scholar writing about hadith or any discipline of Islam for that matter without writing about Bukhari in his book? It's almost impossible. If you have to write about Islam, you have to write about Bukhari. All right. If you must write about Islam, you must write about Imam Muslim. You must write about Abu Dawood. You must write about Abu Hurairah. So these wrote. And now we write about them. In the same way, if you sit down and write ilm, سَيُكْتَبُ عَنْكَ يَوْمًا إِذَا كَتَبْتَ One day people will write about you if you write. As for what you gather of, of wealth, once you die, it goes. Sometimes, actually, it goes before you. When you form a relationship, you have a relationship with money, 
it's usually a disappointing relationship because one of you has to go. If the money doesn't go, then you must go. Right? One of you must go. If your beloved friend is money, you'll be separated one day. It goes or you go. Alright? Sometimes you are dead, like I keep saying, while you are still alive. Some people are still alive, and yet in the eyes of the people, they, they died. When did they die? They died when their money uh, finished. When they became poor, they died. So this relationship between a man and his money is not a lasting relationship. But your relationship with your enemy, when you go to the grave, it comes with you, and it also remains behind to benefit the people. In the grave because Allah is going to ask you about it. You also leave some behind because people continue to, to, to learn what you what you talk. Wama yugunika, he says after that, Wama yugunika tashyidul mabani. Erecting tall buildings, how is it going to help you? Either nafsaka bil jahli hadamta. If you are going to destroy yourself with ignorance. You erect buildings, you build houses, three floors, four floors. You're building a jami. What about yourself? Are you building yourself? No. You are destroying yourself with ignorance. How does that help you? You care more about a jami to build a jami than you care about building yourself. You're supposed to be building yourself. So that you become taller, so that you become mightier in knowledge, so that you become greater in spiritual development. But no, you erect buildings so that they become taller and you become shorter. You have destroyed yourself with ignorance. So how's it going to help you when you build Lofty towers or tall buildings. Then he says, Ja'alta al mala fawqa al ilma jahlan. Ja'alta al mala fawqa al ilma jahlan. You considered money to be on top of knowledge. That's jahl. That's ignorance on your part. You think money is more important than knowledge. Ja'alta al mala fawqa al ilma. For you, money is more important than knowledge. Jahlan, this is because of your jahlan. A person who is wise knows that knowledge is much more important than money. If a person is rich, there are certain people that, that might need him. But wallah, it's possible to avoid him and not need him at all in your life. For example, if you're hungry, right, and you have no food, if you took two slices or three slices of dry bread, dry bread, cheap dry bread, two or three slices, and drank some water, all right, how would you feel? How would you feel? Three slices and water, would it fill you up? 
If they bring the best food in the world, do you want to eat? Once, once you follow up, it doesn't matter anymore. So the scholars said, even kingdoms, I mean, like Caesar's kingdom, are needless if I've taken my two slices of dry bread and water because I'm full up. If it brings the best sheep, the best, the best chicken, grilled, whatever, if, if I'm full up, I'm full up. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what I ate. So I don't need it. I, I don't need it. But a rich man always needs the scholar, the knowledgeable person. Otherwise, he can't rule, even if he's a king. What do you think of an ignorant king? A king who knows nothing. Others will rule the kingdom, not so. They'll tell him, no, no, not like that. No, no not there. Uh, put it there. No, not like that. No. Are you really a king? No, you aren't. And to tell you the truth, even if you gain a lot of money, you can be the richest man in the world. If you're not knowledgeable, if you have no knowledge, if you're ignorant, you always feel there is something very big missing in your life, and you always know. Even if you have lots of money, if you don't have the knowledge, you will know there is something great, something very, very important that's missing in your life. Ask the people who have money and didn't attain education. They'll tell you their regret. Some of them blame their fathers. They blame their mothers. They should have taken them to school. No matter what you're going to have, your heart is never at, at rest. You always think, subhanAllah, if, if only I had knowledge. If you have the money, you have the knowledge. Alhamdulillah, that is near enough. He says, uh, you think knowledge or you think wealth is much more important than knowledge. You look at the mother, the example of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at one time was approached by a man who asked for um, wealth. He asked the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to give him something. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave him um, a valley full of sheep between two mountains. One mountain on one side and another mountain on the other side. The valley is filled with sheep and the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that is yours, take, take all of it. The man was surprised. SubhanAllah, you, you gave me all this. He said, yeah, you, you can take it. He embraced Islam. But there is something uh, uh, important to observe here. <laughs> Rasulullah does not mind giving people. You remember I told you about the battle of Hunayn where he was giving this one 200 camels, another one 100 camels, another one 200 camels. Rasulullah has no, has no uh, attachment to these worldly things because he knows what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him of ilm of the wahi is much more important than wealth. If wealth were more important, Rasul had it within his grasp. He would have taken it, but he forsook it. Sallallahu <laughs> And between these two things, there is a big difference. According to the text of the wahi, if you look at these two things, money and ilm, there's a big difference between them. There's a big difference. You will know this difference 
If you read Surah Taha, you will know the difference. There is a difference between knowledge and wealth. This difference, you will only know it if you read Surah Taha. What's the reference to it? Which, which ayat is he referring to in Surah Taha? Uh, Abu Fawzal. Sata'alifuhu. You will know this difference. Ida Taha Karakta. If you read Taha, which ayat in Taha will show us the difference? Is Abu Fawzal in the, in the room? Nam, Abu Fawzal. If you read Taha, you will know the difference. Who knows it? Now, who knows the difference? Uh, sorry, who knows the, the ayat? The first ayat. That is in Taha. Right? And the next, the other ayat. وَلَا تَمُدَّنَّ عَيْنَيْكَ إِلَى مَا مَتَّعْنَا بِهِ أَزْوَاجًا مِّنْهُمْ زَهْرَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا زَهْرَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا لِنَفْتِنَهُمْ فِيهِ وَرِزْقُ رَبِّكَ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى وَأَمُرَ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاصْطَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا لَا نَسْأَلُكَ رِزْقًا نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُكَ these are the two ayat. So ta'rifuha, you will know the difference. If you read ta'ha. The message of Allah is given two commands. The first command, قُلْ say, رَبِّ زِدْنِي ilma, My Lord, increase me in knowledge. That is the first command to the message of Allah. وَقُلْ You say, رَبِّ زِدْنِي ilma, My Lord, increase me in knowledge. And in the entire Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not asked the messengers of Allah wasallam, to ask Allah to increase him in anything apart from knowledge. He never said, my Lord, uh, increase me in money, my, laws, uh, my Lord, increase me in children. Never, only ilman wa hurrat bizidni ilma. Then he says to the messengers of Allah wasallam, وَلَا تَمُدَّنَّ عَيْنَيْكَ إِلَى مَا مَتَّعْنَا بِهِ أَزْوَاجًا مِنْهُمْ زَهْرَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا Don't open your eyes. Muhammad, don't open your eyes to what we have given them of the worldly pleasures. Don't open your eyes to that. Don't look at their wealth. Don't look at their houses. Don't look at their cars. Don't open your eyes to it. لِنَفْتِنَهُمْ فِيهِ This is a tribe. That is the difference between them. إِذَا طَاهَا قَرَأْتَ If you read طَاهَا if you choose money and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you ilm. For example, a person is given ilm and he says, Ya Allah, why didn't you give me money? He has chosen something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has belittled. Wealth to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Zahrat al-hayat dunya This is just enjoyments of the world. And the shahir says, do not be like the people of Musa. You know the people of Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam, what did they do? 
Allah gave them something good, but they wished for something, something lowly. What did Allah give them? He gave them manna and salwa. You wake up in the morning, you go out of your house, you find the manna and the salwa, which, uh, uh, which is already, you know, like nicely roasted, you know, these birds that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them, something falling from heaven. Allah gave them. They didn't, they didn't like it. This is better food, isn't it? Food from heaven. This is good food. They said, they said, oh Musa, we, we, we have no patience, we cannot, we cannot eat the same food, this manna and salwa. We want, we want uh, broccoli, we want onions. Allah gives you pure manna, salwa coming from heaven and you want onions and broccoli. Allah offers ilm and no, 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 not, not ilm. We want wealth. This is lowly. The wealth is lowly. The ilm is much better. La in Rafa al Ghaniyu liwa amalin. If, if the rich man is going to raise the flag of wealth, liwa is the banner. If the rich man is going to raise the banner of wealth to show that he has money and people flock to him, don't worry. For you, Raise your banner of ilm. Even if all the people in the world decide not to come to you, there are better people that are coming to you. The malaika, the angels, come to you. And all of Allah's creation will come to you. In the hadith of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inna al-alima, for an alim, a person with ilm, لا يستغفر له من في السماوات والأرض. Those in heaven and those on earth make istighfar for him. حتى الحيتان في الماء, including the fish in the water. If the ghani, the rich person, is going to lift his banner of wealth and people go to him, you remain in the company of the angels. You fast asleep and the malaika are making dua for you. You are fast asleep and all of Allah's creation is making dua for you. And that is a very, very big difference. So if he's going to raise his banner of wealth, you raise your banner of ilm. And it's a much higher banner than the banner of wealth. From Maqal. Wa in jalas al-ghaniyu alal hashaba. Hashaya. Hashaya, 
la anta ala al-kawakib qad jalasta if he sits on comfortable cushions because he's a rich man just remember you are sitting on top of stars he's sitting on comfortable couches and cushions but for you because of your knowledge where you sit is on top of the stars that's what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you now ومهما اقتض ابكار الغواني فكم فكم بكر من الحكم اقتضفتها نعم انا Abqar is the jam of bikr. Uh, a bikr is a woman who does not know a man. A bikr is a woman who doesn't know a man. And in Islam it applies both ways actually in, in Arabic. Even a man who doesn't know a woman is, is called a bikr. So abqar, that's the plural. Al-Ghawani is uh, a woman who is so beautiful that she does not need to decorate herself in order to look beautiful. She's naturally beautiful. She doesn't need makeup. She doesn't need anything. They're referred to as Al-Gawani. Now, such, such women, Al-Abkar, Al-Gawani, the most beautiful of the Abkar, who gets them? Mo most of the time, who gets them? Is it the poor people or the rich people? Okay, if, if there is a bikr and she's very beautiful, the most beautiful woman in the town, and people are coming because they, they want to marry her, all right? Uh, the richest man in the world comes, and the biggest scholar in the world also comes to marry the same woman. The scholar goes in first, and then the father is told, there's also uh, the richest man in the world waiting outside. Who's he going to give? The, the scholar goes in first, uh, and then people whisper in the father's ear saying, oh, the richest man in the world is also, also outside. We say, ah, sorry, sorry, this, this girl is already taken, right. So such, such women are usually taken by uh, the richest people, right. So if they have the privilege of getting the abkar, the most beautiful virgins, what about you, the second part of the bait? What about you? No, 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 the second part of the same bait. And what about you? You, how many virgins of the uh, virgins of wisdom have you come upon? A virgin in wisdom. Something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens for you. A wisdom which no one has said before you. Allah opened it for you. That's a virgin in wisdom, isn't it? For example, a scholar just, just comes up with something and everyone attributes that call to him. Who said it? Imam Shafi'i. Oh, subhanallah, this, this is wonderful. That's, that's virgin wisdom. Not so. Not, not wisdom that, that's been uh, used over and over again by, by, by other people. And ulama are given that gift. 
Most of the time, they come up with virgin wisdom. You can have your virgin women, but they have virgin wisdom. You and your virgin will die. His virgin wisdom is going to remain, and people will talk about it forever. You see the difference? For you, Allah gives you virgin wisdom. Something Allah puts in your mind and you say, subhanAllah, it, it changes the lives of people. That's bikr. Isn't it? Bikr min al-hikam. Bikr wisdom. He got the bikr of women. And after they die, khalas, no one talks about them. And with your bikr of the hikam, ilal abad. Naam. How many minutes do we have? Okay, the last bait, inshallah. No. I think uh, that has a long explanation. Maybe we can we can stop here for today. Uh, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we continue on Mahadara on Saturday. سبحان الله وبحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين